Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So I was listening to the Freakonomics podcast, uh-huh. like you do. And they brought up something very interesting. Okay. There, uh, there's an extra added bonus to listening to their podcast. Uh, if you have a baby that won't sleep, and you're trying to rock it to sleep at night, and you're playing the podcast while because you have nothing else to do, their podcast will put the baby to sleep. So it's like a sleep aid and a podcast. Nice. I don't think we are that. No. No. We do not put babies to sleep. I think we. If you had a baby who wouldn't wake up, or a, or a teenager for that matter, <laughs> you could just put this, hello, and I think they'd be, uh, yeah, I think they'd be wide awake. Cat, cat anuses and little dicks, <laughs> wake, <laughs> up. wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. And, uh, and speaking of which, what, what, what is this podcast? Ah, the Fuse 8 and Kate pot. I, I had to think very hard to you go. You really did. I almost said Fuse I liked Kate it. Eight. It was like the world slowed Fuse down. Eight. Don't screw this up, Kate. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. Kate. I understand. You have 20 podcasts you have to keep track of. It's, it can be very difficult very uh, which one you're on at yeah. any given time. So, And yes, and who are you? I am Kate. See, you got that one on, on one. Like I'm, right on the I'm nose. I'm pretty good at that part. Yeah. And I'm Betsy. Okay. And I was also right on the nosy on that uh-huh. one. You are and the, uh, you're the fuse to my eight? Sure. The Why eight, are there eight of you? The eight to my Kate? Yes. So we uh, we look at picture books. Yeah. And we determine their legitimacy mm-hmm. in the canon. The classicness. Of classicness of American children's literature. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and we, have, we come up with a variety of different uh, opinions on it. We just decide it. if picture books are cool or not, really. Yes. Is this one cool? Yep. Is this one? Nah. Alright. That would be a very short podcast. Yeah. I don't think anyone would listen to that. <laughs> I would not listen to that. I don't know. Like, what? Oh, What if we went see... through, like, 50 books at once? Like We could do that. Alright. Cat hat. Go. Give me a drink. Go. Yeah. Rainbow fish. Go. <laughs> Good. No. No. Yes. Tell you what, when we hit 50, we'll just do, like, a recap of previous episodes and just go, like, yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no, no. We could do that. We could. It was a lot more no's than I think we actually have, actually. You'd have to remind me what they were about. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know almost all of them by or, now. Or what's the one thing Kate remembers about, you know, Hop on Pop? Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. We should do that. Uh, what does was, Kate remember? Was, it was the Canadian guy that was saying uh, that um, it promotes violence. That's what I remember. Can- oh, right! I had forgotten that. Yeah, oh, yeah, you pick up weird <laughs> stuff from these books. Yeah. Really weird. All right. Well, uh, and you may yet pick up something weird from today's book. Uh, today's book, I'm happy to report, not that long. Uh, we did do the Stinky Cheese Man last time, which is an epic tome. A little, a little lengthy. A little lengthy. A little yeah. sort of like, oh, Dr. Seuss, you think you can write long? Take this! Whatcha! Well, it's, it didn't help that Jack's story just kept on repeating itself over and over again. Right, you so... didn't read every word of that, right? Uh, no. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. Who would do this explains that. this explains why I got home at midnight that night. Yeah. Alright. Well, here comes the newest book, and I'm sure I'm 
possibly maybe gonna get home before midnight tonight. Here it goes. Whoop-a-doo! Oh, Miss Nelson is missing. Yeah, so not that long ago, folks. Uh, Kate went to a protest parade, and uh, and she ha- held a sign of Miss Nelson. But but when was the last time you read Miss Nelson? The first grade. Yeah, and was it this one or one of its sequels? I have no idea. Well, we're gonna <laughs> find out today. Uh, yes, Miss Nelson is missing the first of the Miss Nelson's triumvirate. Let's say. Really? Trilogy. Really? really? Yeah. There's three of them. They only made three. What are the other ones? Uh, oh, sure. Ask me the really <laughs> super hard. Miss Nelson is back, and Miss Nelson has a field day. She has Thank a you, field day? back flap of the book. Yeah, uh, she she she's in a coaching uniform uh, in front of a bunch of kids dressed like oh, football players. I... See, as I say it, you can see it. I can picture why but not she. The I have actually yeah. never read it, and why she was in a coaching. Anyway, you. Is how would you based, even know? Hmm? Is this based in Texas? I don't know. Why would you say that? Because the front cover has a map of just Texas. Oh, and it has a Texan flag. Yeah. Uh, yes, Eck. Well, that would make sense. I believe, well, we'll get into that. Well, off with your reading now. Okay. Okay. While Kate's reading the book, let's clear up that whole Texas thing. Um, come with me for a little background info on this book. Come with me specifically to Marathon, Texas. What could you possibly find of interest in Marathon, Texas? I will tell you, a gravestone. Whose gravestone? The gravestone of the great and marvelous James Marshall. Why would you want to see this gravestone? Well, my darling, uh, this gravestone is unique. Uh, Perhaps it is the most unique children's literature-related tombstone of them all. I'm going to go on a limb and say that. Sorry, Maury Sendak, I've never even seen your tombstone, but it can't hold a candle to what this tombstone is. And... For this information, um, writer Dan Daly uh, described the grave this way back in 2010, quote, The monument stood out among the granite stones, a green slate slab that had obviously come from Yankee New England. I found out later that Marshall's mother, Cecile, had arranged for its every detail. In an oval frame at the top of the stone is Marshall's clapboard house in Mansfield Center, Connecticut. On either side are his famous characters, including hippo friends George and Martha, Goldilocks dancing on a stump, Old Mother Hubbard, Fox and his friends, and Viola Swamp. This comes from his Wander Vogel diary from November 7th, 2010. I will put the link on the show notes. Um, There's a lot to pick apart from that, but Viola Swamp is on his gravestone, and I think that is glorious. Um... Why did he die before his mother? Uh, we'll get into that. And we're back. Yes. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah, so uh, I believe he was from Marathon, Texas originally. Who? James Marshall, the guy who did the art for the book. Oh, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, why Texas? Ah, that's why. Ah, okay. Yes. So what'd you think? What'd you got there? So did you know that there was a grandmother in this classroom? <laughs> How do you figure? Well, she's on the front cover there. Oh my goodness me. And then you go to the second so, page. That's a grandmother. Yeah, there's a girl who has gray hair. And glasses. And teeny tiny, what are those, pince nez? Isn't that what they're called sometimes? Those little mm. glasses that sit on the top of the nose? Yeah. This is a yep. class of like second graders. Why is there... Maybe she was held back. <laughs> what, like... Like, like 80 years. <laughs> Maybe she just never quite got it. 
But that I, is fascinating. But I like the uh, the use of watercolor here. I love like, this use of watercolor. Yeah. I never I never noticed it before. Yeah. Until I definitely wouldn't have. I started. I wouldn't have noticed at, unless you pointed it out. Quite frankly. Yeah. Well, and yeah. especially with um, you know, there's definitely parts where there's like green shades. There's mm-hmm. the green grass and like all around the edges, it's all mm-hmm. watercolor. Um, I love Miss Viola Swamp's makeup. Yes. I don't know. What made her think that just giant blotches of red blush on the cheeks <laughs> was a brilliant idea, but Perfectly it was. Perfectly circular. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. With she makes it work with the green eyeshadow. The green eyeshadow. eyeshadow and the beauty mark. I the mean, beauty mark and then black lipstick, but not for the whole lips. We're just going to do that little... There's must... You know what? I don't know. got makeup. it down. There's, there's, a, there's a term, I know, for when you do your lips, but just like the very front of your lips, and I don't know what that's called. If you know what that's going on, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, but do you see anything wrong with this picture? It's the page uh, where it says, right away she put them to work, and there's a little girl in front of a chalkboard. Well, she got some of her answers wrong. 8 plus 7 is not 16. That's the only one that's wrong. Okay, well then she, clearly this technique is working. So, was that done on purpose? That- or did the... Illustrator really not know that 8 plus 7 is not 16. My guess, from what I know of him, is that that was completely on purpose. That would be my guess. Wouldn't you intersperse, like, other wrong answers here and there? Maybe. Would you put, like, a giant X in front of it so we know that that is incorrect, you know? like I don't know, man. I think he's trying to see if you're paying attention or not. Oh, I'm paying attention. Yeah, I know. Of anyone who is reading this book, you are the one paying attention. You're paying real good attention. I'm paying so good attention, in fact, that I'm looking at the names of these books that the kids have to carry when it says, and she loaded them down with homework. Mm -hmm. I love some of the names of these books, like Harmony, (laughs) Hard Words. I like there's a whole book for it. Pyramid. Maybe it's a pyramid scheme book on how to make one. Just called Pyramid? Just called Pyramid. Or Axe and more Axe. <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> axe, A-C-T-S. Axe and yeah. more Axe. Not like an axe that you cut down a tree with. Right, right. Because that would make sense. like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. <laughs> right. Axe, axe and, and more, more Axe. Axe. Miss Swamp is not playing around. They cannot even see over these books. Oh, these books should we are... describe the plot? I think we should probably describe okay. the plot to a certain extent. Right. So who so, is? What's going on here? What's, so what's the deal? Miss Nelson has this classroom full of... Sweet, rain... sweet Miss Nelson. Yes. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, gem of... Gem of the South. Yeah. Gem of the South. <laughs> gem of Texas. And she's got... Texan Bell. These, uh, these awful bratty kids that would put Madeline to shame. Do you ever remember reading the best Christmas pageant ever? No. Okay, that stars a bunch of bratty kids, too, who could go head-to-head with these kids. These kids are awful. But these kids are terrible, yeah. They, I mean, they're rude to her during yeah. the story hour. They do, like, funny drawings of her. Mm-hmm. They do spitballs up to the ceiling and mm-hmm. paper airplanes. They're just, they're the worst. They're the worst. So, and there's nothing kids love more than reading about bad kids, because they can hate on them. Like, I hate these kids. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Well... One day, sweet Miss Nelson doesn't show up, mm-hmm. and evil, ugly Miss Viola Swamp comes in. Check out her tights. Yeah, well, they're like Wicked Green Witch and of the Yellow West. Striped. I, I guess. Wicked I mean, Witch of the West didn't have any tights. I mean, her sister did. The so you can assume Wicked that she does too. I guess. 
I've never really thought about the Witch really? of the West tights. Yeah. It doesn't come up in Wicked, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I assume she has also tiny feet. feet. She has very tiny feet. That's well, like a size she's, four because right there. As you find out at the end of the book, Miss mm-hmm. Violet Swamp is Miss Nelson. Wait, what? <gasps> I'm sorry, did you even like spoiler, spoiler alert that sorry, one? Like, we didn't sorry. even telegraph that. But I'm just going to have to warn the people. The sweet Southern Belle is going to have the tiniest feet, so it makes oh, sense. Oh, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Miss Violet Swamp should really yeah. have like. Look at, the, look at the watercolor work on the back wall behind her, though. That's yeah. magnificent. So, right, so these kids are, you know, having to be put to work Whipped by. into shape. Right, by Miss Swamp, who right. they hate. And this is what I was talking about with the watercolor and the shades. Oh, yeah. It's that's like, beautiful. It's, or in, you know, the trash can. Mm-hmm. It's like the random bits it's of It's a green. very limited color scheme. Yeah. Um, but it's lots of grays and blacks. I mean, which is cheaper to print, but it, it works. But then the kids are, day after day, it's Miss Swamp, Miss Swamp, Miss Swamp. And finally the kids are like, we need to do something. She's gone missing. Let's go to the police station. Right. And they come across <laughs> Detective Smog. Who has the tiniest no, head. No, Detective Mixmog. Oh, Mixmog. Yes. That's hard to say. Detective Mixmog. Mixmog. Uh, who's kind of got like a Sherlock theme going on. Yeah, or at least he thinks with, he with does. With the pipe mm-hmm. and the mustache. And he's got this tie that is oh my screaming gosh. Florida for some reason. Yep. And yet they're in Texas. Uh, yep. And, uh, Maybe it's southern Texas. He's he's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed when yeah. they're explaining the whole situation. And he listened to the story and he goes, I think Miss Nelson is missing. And the kids go, okay. Yeah, you're... you're <laughs> you, got, you got the first line we said. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. So the kids see... Uh, they, they go over to Miss Nelson's house. First of all... How do they know where she lives? I know, this is pre-internet. They couldn't just Google her and find out her address. I mean, yeah. I knew where my sixth grade teacher lived, but only because she hired me to help clean her house. Yeah. So how do these kids, who are like in the first or second grade, know where Miss Nelson lives? That's an excellent question. Maybe one of them lives next door and has always been, and told the other kids? Hmm. Also, loving the architecture on that house. Very it's, Texan. Well, or I was also, I mean, it's all the Southern California with the, yeah. with those tiles on the mm-hmm. roof. I mean, it, it's with, you can totally see stucco walls, you know, it's, yeah. it's definitely a hot, warm climate. Warm climate home. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, so they see Miss, uh, Viola Swamp taking out the trash instead mm-hmm. of Miss Nelson and they they don't put two and two together. Which is funny because she had them do, had to do a lot of math there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so they start coming up with things like, well, maybe she was gobbled by a shark. That is the scariest shark Ooh. I have ever seen. It's supposed to be cartoon. Red eyes. Red eyes. And look at those teeth. Look at the... There was a terrifying teeth. I mean, shark. And he's the... not even the one eating the person whose legs are just sticking <laughs> That's out. That's supposed to be Miss Nelson. That's supposed to be Miss Nelson, who I... It, I don't think... I can't figure out how she'd be in that shark from that angle. I think she'd be underneath it right now. Yeah, I don't think she's actually being gobbled by But I shark. love the sign. Very unpleasant. It says, sharks, very unpleasant, very in parentheses. Unpleasant. Very unpleasant. Well, yeah, they have red eyes like that. Of yeah. course they're unpleasant. No, that's true, yeah. And then they say... One kid says, maybe she went to Mars. Yes, kid, because when she goes to Mars, she's going to have an umbrella with her. Dust storms. Didn't you see the Martian? And there's like a video camera. There are no dust storms on the Mars, though. That, that I, part of the movie was completely wrong. I, this but I do love the video camera on the top of her spaceship, which... And now I'm starting to get to the, my question 
at what point was this like what time period is this supposed to be in? Wait, 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 wait. don't tell me. Okay. Because I Okay, you okay, you guess. I have theories. Okay. So because we get to the next page mm-hmm. where it says maybe Miss Nelson's car was carried off by a swarm of angry butterflies. Look yeah. at the, okay, I'm looking at this car, right? I'm like, uh-huh. okay, this is interesting. It's not 70s. It's not anything really modern. I'm looking no. at the bumpers. To be fair, I don't think I've ever seen a car like that, so. It's very That's interesting. That's a weird looking car. I mean, it's kind of got the front grille and the front and back bumper that I'm, I'm, and it's almost got the, uh, what do you call this? Running board. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have one, but it looks like it, it could. It has space for a running board. It could have one. Should you wish to install one. So I'm thinking, and so I started thinking, okay, maybe like 50s? Mm-hmm. And then we get to this page where all the kids are sitting in the classroom and it's, you know, the, it's a new day and they're waiting for the, the Miss Viola Swamp to come. And on the blackboard, it says the capital of England is London. The capital of Sweden is Stockholm. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. The capital of China, it's, it doesn't say Beijing. It says Peking. Which is what Beijing used to be. So then did I... You, yeah, did you do research to yeah, see when this so, switchover occurred? Yeah, well, after the establishment of the People's Republic of China in 1949, the government adopted the pinyin transliteration method and used it to write proper names during the... using the Latin alphabet. So in theory, that's when Peking became known in the West as Beijing. Okay, so then... 1949. Then we must take it under consideration that this is written as in the time period of the youth of the illustrator. When he was young, this is when it said, by the way, the Alamo is sitting on her desk, and that's awesome. Moving on. Hmm. Yeah. But that would be my guess, is that this is supposed to be set in the past from when it was published. Can I tell you the publication date? Yes. 1977. So, but this is, as you say, we haven't seen anything particularly 70s about this. Unless you count angry butterflies as... Butterflies were 90% more angry (laughs) in the late 70s because, you know, gas crisis. Right. But I don't... We all know that. History. History. That's history. It's just history. That's just history. Right. So that that was the only thing that made me think, okay, that's may, a little maybe bizarre. That's why with the the combination of the style of the car with what they're calling the capital of China, that's why I'm thinking maybe it's 40s. Well, 50s. and here I would actually say, as or you 50s, had said yeah. with the previous blackboard math equation, it is possible that he didn't know that it had changed its name. But uh, an editor, any editor, would have caught that. So yeah, yeah. So I guess I mean I it, guess it has to be historical. I mean, it could be 1949. Though I gotta say. One of those kids had a pretty afro-ish looking hair at one point, though now I'm looking at this picture and I'm not seeing it. So it was one of the... There's that Yeah, that, see, that's a little more... I, that picture looked very 70s to me, or late 60s. But again, there's nothing... I mean, this they're not wearing, they're not wearing 40s clothes. Well, all the girls are wearing dresses. Yeah. No, none of the girls are wearing True. pants. True, true. So, or shorts or... To yeah. be fair, he may have done that just because... His boys and girls look awfully similar. <laughs> if he didn't put dresses, you might not be able to tell. But True. Yeah, but all the girls are wearing yeah. skirts. So anyway, so mm. they mm. hear a sweet voice say, Hello, children. 
And then Miss Nelson is back and all the kids missed her and oh they want to do story time and they want to they'll be you know quiet and no one was rude and they're just so happy that she's back <laughs> and how long does it take for these kids to be brats again? Well that's the question but of course she's got in her back pocket Right, you right. Say you because you do with... get at the end the reveal. Yes, you can see that you know she's giggling to herself as a black dress is hung in her closet. Mm-hmm. And above the, you know, in the top of the closet there's a box that says wig. You can see the black shoes. You can see the apparently mm-hmm. fake eyelashes that she oh, uh, that's fascinating. took the trouble to put on. Is that on. a fake nose? I think she has a fake nose there see, too. See, I, I want, oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah that's, that's a fake, fake nose. nose. And then I'm assuming that's supposed to be like a Maybe that's the nail polish? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he didn't possible. know how to draw a nail polish bottle, but... I... Yeah, maybe Let's not. look at Miss Violet Swamp's eyelashes, though. Not not really that long. No, maybe it's eyebrows? No, but you can just color those on. You don't... And and you can... I mean, those are definitely lashes. Yeah, those are lashes, though. Maybe right? those are, like, combs? Well, maybe she has super blonde eyelashes and she just needed something to just... I mean, know. she doesn't really have... Any eyelashes. Well, no, she, so... admittedly, she's just two dots on a vast <laughs> expanse of face, but... So maybe that's why she needs fake eyelashes maybe. for Viola Swamp. My question is, if she's taking out trash as Miss uh, well, you know, Viola it's... Swamp, well, she... how long would she... I mean, when I got home, I would rip all that stuff off me instantly, but she seems to just be real, like, to the point of, like, taking the trash out in the outfit. Well, maybe, you know, like, the cat knocked it over. I'm assuming she has a cat. And sure. It, like, knocked I think it's a trash. Fair, that's a safe assumption. And there was, like, a mess, and then she had to clean it up, and then she was like, oh, might as well just throw it out while I'm here. Oh, you know, yeah, you so know maybe Yeah, there may happen. be ex- extenuating circumstances. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, so that's, that's, that's all I had. Oh, and then on the last page, it's, P.S. Detective Mick Smog is working on a new case. He's now looking for Miss Viola Swamp. Well, all he had to do was wait for the sequel... Um, which was the book that I was first aware of. I didn't know this one because this was not the one that Reading Rainbow did. Do you remember Reading Rainbow did one of these? No. Reading Rainbow did Miss Nelson uh, is back, which was kind of strange on their part because, it, but you don't really need to know this book. There's I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's bat bratty room of kids. But this time Miss Nelson really is sick, mm-hmm. and she's home. And then the kids get a substitute, but they think we can do better than this. So they make, um, essentially, you know, when a bunch of kids stand each other's shoulders and they put on a big trench coat, Mm -hmm. they make a fake substitute, uh, who fools the principal and just takes over the entire, and then they can do whatever they want because they've got this fake grown up in charge of them, which is like three kids in a trench coat. Right. And then she catches wind of this and, and comes in with her Fiola swamp and wrecks holy hell. Oh, uh, it's very satisfying. <laughs> I remember really liking how she stuck it to the kids, yeah. But why can't she stick it to the kids as herself? Uh, because she's blonde, obviously. I don't know, no. Like, why does she want to keep her image as sweet and innocent? Why can't she be seen as both sweet and innocent and be a disciplinarian? You Clearly, know? she feels a great deal of freedom. Uh, cosplaying as as Viola Swamp. Uh, I think that, you know, maybe she really wishes she was Viola Swamp in some way. And, uh, because clearly there's been some bottled inside of her. Does she have, like, multiple personality disorder? No, because she's in charge. She can control it. 
I think she's just mm, true. really enjoying. I mean, it's like, to, to coin a phrase, it's like when Mr. Rogers would do Lady Elaine Fairchild as a, as a puppet, and he got to get out all his, like, uh, craziness sort of with that puppet. You, you don't remember Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that well, do you? I do. I don't remember him going crazy No, he's not puppet. going crazy, but she called people toots. Can you imagine Mr. Rogers calling anyone toots? Mm, well, he was... Wasn't he in the Navy? I don't know. I mean... But that documentary's coming out soon, so I will find out soon. But... I feel like... He, I thought he was. Maybe. Maybe. those sailors had mouths. Yeah. He, oh, come on. Mr. <laughs> Rogers didn't have a mouth. He was a preacher. He didn't have a mouth on him at Preachers all. Preachers had mouths. Oh, he wasn't that kind of preacher. <laughs> Mr. Rogers couldn't swear if it would have gotten to his head. No. But he could call you toots if he had a puppet on his hand. <laughs> And so I feel like this is the same type of thing, you know? Do you think, uh, do you think Viola Swamp is a Yankee? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I bet she talks like Catherine Hepburn. I bet she's got, like, some kind of, like, I can't do <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, no, do it. No, I Catherine? don't, I can't. I actually well, cannot. Wait. I've tried, and it's poor. <laughs> 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 See, no, <laughs> Please stay tuned for your future podcast. Uh, Betsy and Kate do terrible imitations of celebrities. Hey, my name is spelled like her. I don't have to try and sound like her. Next week, Paul Giamatti. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting punch drunk. All right. You want some? Uh, you want some context? Sure. Let's do some context. That's fun. All right. According to. Anita Silvey's 100 Best Books for Children, which I rip off on a pretty regular basis for this podcast. Um, this Here's your origin story for this book. All right. One day, Harry Allard, because you remember, James Marshall, for all that I talk about, technically is not listed as the author on this book. That would be Harry Allard. Calls up James Marshall at 3 in the morning, and he yelled at him, Miss Nelson is missing! <laughs> which oh, my I think gosh. it would be um, one of the best. It's like... It's like, Watson, come here, I need you. But more random. So anyway, Marshall pretty much took it from there. Um, the book goes on to say, her book, uh, 100 Best Books of Children, says, A more than generous individual, Marshall gave Allard the title of author on their books. Actually, for their collaborations, Allard often provided the story ideas, but Marshall, a consummate wordsmith, crafted each line of the text with as much care as he drew each image. And they did a lot of books together. So he did, he, so he was an author. He was the author, yeah. But he, he got the idea from Harry, and so he, he made Harry the author. But here's, you know, the justice of the world is that nobody really remembers Harry all that well. Sorry, Harry. Uh, we don't remember you all that well. And they did a lot of books together. They did The Stupids. Have you ever encountered The Stupids? No. Oh, uh, name kind of gives it away. It was about a family that was pretty dang dumb. I'm now going to um, give information that may be untrue. Uh, James Marshall won the Wilder Award. We This is true. Posthumously. It is also true. May have been the first dead person to win that award. Is that true? Sure. Maybe. Um, sad part. Uh, he died in 1992 from complications due to AIDS. Um, though his mother uh, evidently insisted till the end that it was a brain tumor, which is also very sad. Yeah. Um, he was considered well, one of the... Know, in the 90s, it was still considered yeah, taboo. Yeah, the early 90s, yeah. yeah. Um, 
he was considered one of the great uh, a great trio. It was him, uh, it was Maurice Sendak, and Arnold Lobel, um, who also, I believe, died of AIDS uh, around that time as well. Hmm. Um, he had a great sense of mischief. Uh, Sendak called him a wicked angel. Um, there is one story that I know about him um, that is one of the greatest stories of all time. And it, okay, here's the story. So he, I think he was with his elderly father or something like that. And they were trying to get a cab. And this woman, like, you know, he's trying to get his older father in the cab. The cab stops. He's getting him in there. And then this woman just like beams past him, get jumps in the cab, slams the door, takes off. With the dad? No, the dad's not even in there. Like he couldn't even get his dad in. It's like raining. It's like, he's, he's, he's not happy about this. Right. So later he's at a restaurant and he looks over at another table. It's like right next to them. And he sees the woman. So at some point during the conversation, he sinks slowly down and goes under the table. No one knows why. (laughs) Then he just slowly comes back up and resumes the conversation. Everyone's like, I guess, okay. They have their conversation. And then at some point he goes, yeah, we, we have to leave now. We have to leave right now. We have to leave right now. And they're like, okay. And he's like, no, seriously, check. We, we're going. So they leave really, really fast. I think they get a cab, and he pulls out of his bag one of the woman's shoes. She was wearing high-heeled shoes and had kicked them off under the table. <laughs> and he dove down, grabbed a shoe, and then sped right out of that restaurant. And I'm like, that's the best revenge I've ever heard. You take my cab, take your freaking shoe. That's uh, good for him. That's what I say. He's one of the reasons that he's one of my favorites. I uh, hope that they were like $500 pair of shoes. Too. I'm sure they were. I hope she's out doing In my mind, bucks. though, they're, they're tiger striped. I don't know why. They just are. Or leopard skinned or something hmm. bizarre. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's James Marshall for you. He was a, he was a good feller. Uh, I'm very fond of him. All right. Ratings time. Oh. All right. Miss hmm. Nelson. Well, and Viola Swamp, whose name does not make it into the title, I should say. It's not Viola Swamp well, is here. Yeah. like Miss Nelson is missing. So when I made my poster, I remembered the name Miss Nelson. I didn't remember Viola Swamp's Yeah, name. because it's not in the title, so you're not going to... And it's a good name, Viola Swamp. Yeah, I remembered her face. And, sure. And everyone that saw my poster recognized the drawing I did because that character is very recognizable. But I sincerely doubt anyone would have remembered her name. It was more of a... Isn't that funny? She's visually the most familiar. Yeah. She was, oh, right. And that's another random fact. I believe she was actually based on a teacher that he had as a kid. (laughs) So he he did have a real world uh, counterpart to her. I I wish that Miss Nelson had the courage to be herself, you know, and be sure. able to discipline the students without having to cosplay. Right. But um, it, but this makes for a better story. It does. It does. And uh, <laughs> and I like this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's when I was in the first grade, I don't remember much except a kid sitting in front of me peeing his pants. And that's fascinating. <laughs> Name names. <laughs> and I don't remember. What oh, it was. okay. And the teacher one day dressing up as Viola Swamp. Well, really? Yeah. 
she, she, Miss Ferguson, she dressed up as Bio Swamp, and I'm guessing we read the book at that point. If not, it was a really weird thing <laughs> to do. Really was random. it Halloween? No. Nope. <laughs> it was just a Tuesday. And we weren't that bad of a class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> every year she hoped for a bad class, and every year she was disappointed and would just have to do it for one day. So, and, so that's why, you know, that character is very memorable for me, even though I didn't remember her name. Fascinating. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I like this story. Yeah, um, I like it too. I didn't remember things like it was based in Texas. No, or... well, what kid would pick up on I didn't, that? Unless I didn't, you lived in Texas. I didn't so. remember the te- detective at all. Um, no, he's not. No. He's superfluous. He's just a plot element that comes up and then gets discarded. And honestly, you don't. He comes right out. He yeah. comes right out. Well, except yeah. for at the very end, he comes back. But... Yeah, it's sort of like a da 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 da. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but she, they had a perfectly good ending. I mean, you can just end on Miss Nelson being like, "Yeah, I'll just." Oh man, remember that movie where? Uh, oh gosh, what was her name? She died young. She was in Clueless. Uh... Brittany Murphy. Right. So Brittany Murphy was in it with I think I'm gonna say Michael Douglas, and she. It, I think this was also the title movie, and she keeps going like. I'll never tell. You remember that? Nope. All right. Anyway, I believe it was called I'll Never Tell. And uh, that's what I think of every time I read the line that Miss Nelson says, I'll never tell. Yeah, you could have ended on that page. You didn't need the yeah. detective on the next How page. How weird is it that she's never been like a, like a cartoon series or a, any, or a television show or... There's been no movie. Where's the Where's the Viola Swamp movie? Ooh. Where is it? If we can have ter- Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, for freaking heck, who would you cast... As Viola Swamp. Ugh, putting me on the spot. Because I know who I'd cast. Who would you cast? Charlize Theron. Really? Yes. She could do it. She's fearless. She's too pretty. She, uh, pff, she doesn't have to be. Well, she has to be for Miss Nelson. Yeah, if she has to be for Miss Nelson, then just put a nose on her and she'll win an Oscar. It'll be great. <laughs> Speaking of which, we could do Nicole Kidman. I want Meryl Streep. You want me? Yeah. Oh, now I do too. All right, good. So, ratings. I will give it a seven. Oh no! Uh? Oh, <laughs> how quickly we changed our mind. Was it the look I gave you? What? I don't know. Like... I don't know. I'm like I'm teetering between a six and a seven. Uh huh. I guess then a six point five. That's a good even. I was yeah. a six point two. Oh my gosh! I know. Even... Isn't that weird? We're so close, no. and yet so no. far by a point factor of point three. No, do something point... else. Three. No. No. <laughs> no. I decided this. No. Long before you you were on seven, I was uh, happy with my 6.2. We keep doing classics and we keep doing numbers that are very close to each other. Well, that's not my fault. You we are related to each other. call this a one. No. <laughs> okay. I almost did. But here's why. Um, because I'm not allowed to compare it to other books. I honestly right. do not believe this is the best Miss Nelson book. I do honestly believe. And maybe it's because of the presence of LeVar Burton. Uh, when I first was introduced... Everything he does touch turns to gold. It's true. It's true. Um, and when I saw Miss Nelson is back on that particular reading rainbow, but even, but even looking at it, it's, it's a stronger story and it's a funnier story and it's a better story. We're not comparing. But we're not comparing since I'm stuck with 6.2. Because it's not a five. That's a good book. It's not a five. But it's not a seven. It's not a seven. Yeah. Tell you what, next time we do a book, I promise, I promise, I will do a book that we're divided on. Okay. In fact, I, I had a, a reader or a listener suggestion that I thought about doing this week and I didn't do it. I'll do it next time. Okay. And I 
divisiveness here. All right. Well, we want to have head-to-head rumble. Oh, oh, there will be rumbling, my child. Yeah. There will be rumbling. Okay. Yeah. So this is a classic. Yay! I'm good. Well, only Viola Swamp is a classic. Miss Nelson can go to hell. Okay. (laughs) Can that be the fourth book? Yeah. (laughs) Miss Nelson goes to hell. (laughs) I'm sure if you Googled it, it already exists. It's all that oh, and Miss ta- Nelson fan well, fiction out and there. And we all know what the tattoo would be. I mean, oh, what? That's, uh, that's obvious. The Texan flag? <laughs> no, it's Violet Swamp. She... Oh, I thought you go with the shark with the red eyes and the teeth. No, that's too scary. Yeah. It's too scary. I can't do that. I think if you did uh, Violet Swamp, you should just do a part of her. Like her nose or the her nails. tights. Maybe her tights. Her nails are vicious. Her nails are vicious. She will cut you. Letters time. Cool. Letters, 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 letters time. So this comes from Carrie of the Go Your Own YA podcast, a fellow podcast trucking in the world of literature for youth. And uh, she said, "Re your outside over there episode." So that's a bit of a callback. Uh, that's the that's the baby one. Nope. No babies in sight. Oh what? boy, we're gonna have to redo this. Outside one. over there. Outside. Oh wait, outside over there. Yes, yes I'm sorry. I was. Thi- you know what? I was saying outside over there, and my brain was doing in the night kitchen. So oh, no, no, that no. was a Bessie fail on that yeah, one. No, no, yeah, no. sorry the, about that's that. That's the baby one. Yeah, no babies. Yeah, With the goblins. Goblin babies. Stealing babies. Changeling babies made of ice. Oh, I forgot about the ice part. Oh, now your nightmares will begin again. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so she says, "Re your outside over there episode." I was wondering if you've read "There's a Mystery There" by Jonathan Cott. I just read it, and I babble a bit about it on an upcoming episode of Go Your Own YA. It really gave me a new appreciation for Outside Over There, which I completely missed out on as a kid. I am fascinated. I have never heard of this book. I've read that book. You... What? (laughs) She said that, like, dead seriously. Like, just... (laughs) Just with like complete. This and is, you believe me? That's you're like a, an that's actress. The what am I part. supposed to think? <laughs> All right, moving on. Thank you, Carrie, and I will check out that book or at least your podcast episode because I'm curious now. I'll read it again. <laughs> Got a thing. <laughs> the other one comes from Lark, who is a very, Ooh, like very faithful. Uh, she she comments on the Twitter. Quite a lot whenever we have a, an episode. I like your name, Lark. Well, there you go. And so Lark uh, asked me two questions in two separate emails. Uh, the first, I will not tell you because uh, it involves a possible upcoming book. But the other one she said is, I have another very important question. That was capital D, capital I, capital Q. When will Eddie Azar do a children's book? Why has this not come up on the podcast until now? Maybe you should suggest it to him like you do. Wishing you all the cake and no death. Ironically, the worst picture books by celebrities of all time tend to be by comedians. Uh, and number one of all time worst is uh, Jay Leno. Uh, did the worst, the worst, I believe the title was If Turkeys Could Fly. I could be wrong. But uh, it is considered, of all celebrity picture books, one of the worst of all time. Because he took a joke and made it into a book? Well, it's, it's, it's just sort of phoned in on a whole lot of different levels. So what do you think Eddie Izzard would do? Eddie Izzard probably would go the Russell Brand route. He would write something completely original, but based on something that already exists to a certain extent. So Russell Brand has done a series of books based on what was on, like the, the Pied Piper. Um, he called them trickster tales. And then he took kind of a weird bent with them that was very Russell Brandy and kind of super disgusting. I think Eddie Izzard would take something that are uh, something that already exists in the public domain and then give it his own twist. What would that be? I don't know. 
But that would be my guess. Like a, like a kid who's an executive transvestite. Yes. Well, God, that's what we actually need desperately right now. So that's that's best case scenario. That'd be a good book. Yeah, that would be an excellent book. And um, executive transvestite. Yes, <laughs> the executive transvestite for kids. Yeah. No, I would read that book so much. It'd be so called E.T. Yeah. And he wouldn't get sued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Not at all. All right. Grown up things we like. Oh, all right. Grown up things we like. What'd well, you I, like? I went first last time. Okay. So, you so I've got two little ones. Okay. Um, the first one is actually applies very well to what we were just talking about with Mr. Eddie Azard. So my library is going to have its very first drag queen story time. Yes! Yes! We've never done one before. Uh, we're going to have, I believe her name is Miss Dakota. Um, who's coming in from Chicago. We have a lovely uh, poster of uh, Dress Up Story Time with Ms. Dakota. And we have an excellent selection of books that she's going to be reading. Um, really, really good books. And I am just so pleased because we've never had one before. When so is this? This will be on June 16th at 2 p.m. at Evanston Public Library. If anyone's in the Chicago area, come and stop by. Give us your support. Give the kids the support. It's going to be awesome. Are you going to take your kids? I will try. Um, I don't know. It, June at that time, I don't know if I'm around. But hopefully. I know at some point I'm going to Princeton. So That's awesome. It is awesome. So that's my first thing. And then the second thing is just uh, the Freakonomics podcast, which I have never actually listened to before. And I enjoyed very much, and I am enjoying listening to. I just listened to an entire episode on whether or not your name determines anything good or bad that happens to you in the rest of your life. And uh, they say no. Doesn't really matter. You can you can have any old name you like. It's really not going to affect anything. Hmm. I don't know about that. Actually. I don't know about that either because my name is Betsy Bird, and I feel like better things happen if your name is memorable than if your name is not memorable. Well, and also. There's plenty of racists who will not. They cover, for that. example, like hire people if they. They go. They go all through that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they do. So they I do think, cover that as well. I think yeah. Your name can affect. It can affect, your but yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's, I mean, it's, Oprah it's changed her name, like because she didn't like her the name that she was born with. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's why, and the actors change their names all the time. Anyway, sure. So well, I know. Yeah. I know. So my. So I have two things, too, mm-hmm. and they're both movies. Great. I saw Amy Schumer's I Feel Pretty. How was that? You know, I love Amy Schumer. I really like Trainwreck. That's one yeah, of my favorite. Yeah, I really fa- like Trainwreck, Trainwreck's too. Trainwreck's one of my yeah, favorite movies. That was a good film. Especially the end. Yep. Um, I love the end of Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. I did not like the end of I Feel Pretty. I feel like... It had laughs. She's not been doing as well since Trainwreck in terms of films, but... Well, this was not... Trainwreck was written by her. Yeah. This was not written by her. Uh, this was just starring her. Right. Um, and I didn't like the message that she sent at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it was counterproductive to what the whole movie was about. Yeah. <laughs> and it was incredibly frustrating. Um, so I, it ha- I laughed until the end. And then I was like, uh... What? And then you got pissed off. And then I got angry. Yeah. Okay. So then I saw the Avengers. Oh yeah, so you know. All right. <laughs> Infinity nice. War. Uh-huh. And did not realize that it is a part one. Oh, uh, you didn't know you didn't no. know about the ending? So then Even the, I know about the ending. I haven't seen it yet. So then yeah. at the end of that movie I was like, What? Come <laughs> on, man! What is going on? 
Because nothing can be won anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. But that, if you see the Avengers Infinity War movie, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you go and watch it in the theater with the with the seats that lay back that are super comfy. Yeah. Because that's what I did, and it was quite enjoyable for the three-hour movie. That's good. Because yeah. I got to lean back, it was all super comfy, I got my popcorn, it was, uh, no, I, I like that movie too, but that movie, like Mad Max Fury Road, does not stop. Yeah. It is constantly go, 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 go. And you don't really have a second to breathe. Mm-hmm. You have maybe two seconds when they do a scene in Scotland. And then <laughs> it's, and then back to action. Bang, 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 bang. So, yeah, but that's uh, that's what I've seen lately. Excellent. And I will be seeing Deadpool very shortly. Ah, yes. Yes. Like Family Guy on the screen. Excellent. All right. <laughs> don't tell me it's not. All right. Well, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8. E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our untoward bureaucrat of small pointed objects is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.